1: Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. Today we're talking about Saturday Morning Mystery from 2012, also known as Saturday Morning Massacre.
0: Yeah, it was listed on Tubi where we watched it as Saturday Morning Mystery, but when you start it, it says Saturday Morning Massacre. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like we should say before we go any further into this, that this movie has things that you don't want to know going in.
0: Is that true?
1: Now, No, it is true. Like I think any kind of spoilers spoil some of the fun of the movie. That being said, I'm not actually saying you should go watch this movie. I'm just saying if you think you're going to watch it, you should watch it before listening.
0: I guess. Um, I kind of feel like what you're talking about is spoiled in like descriptions of the movie on the website and stuff.
1: I mean, possibly, but also like, there's just stuff like this movie has twists and turns and unexpected things to it. And you, you know, if, if someone tells you what those things are, it's going to, it's going to change the way you watch the movie.
0: Yeah. Well, Maybe we should start telling them what those things are.
1: Okay. First, you need to tell us why we picked this movie.
0: So sometimes I watch terrible videos on YouTube. Sometimes. A recent one was this guy, you know, like most videos on YouTube, it's people who make fun of stuff. He was making fun of all the live action versions of Scooby-Doo that have come out in throughout history. Probably not a lot of history, but recent history. <laughs>
1: recent history.
0: And he brought up the movie Saturday Morning Mystery, which I had never heard of. I saw a brief clip of it during this video, and I'm like, that's ridiculous. It's one of those cheapo crappy...
1: It's video fanfic.
0: <laughs> sure. Video fanfic. It, it's clearly based on Scooby-Doo, and it's supposed to be. It's, Part yeah. of the fun is reminding you of Scooby-Doo. But it's completely out of that universe, and it's quote-unquote real people who happen to be just like the Scooby-Doo people.
1: Right. It's it's very much like what if we took realism and injected <laughs> it into Scooby-Doo and then took it beyond realism to like horror.
0: Yeah. Not realism like the real world, but realism like a bad movie.
1: Yeah, so there's four characters chad and his girlfriend gwen and then there's nancy the nerdy girl and there is her ex ex, floyd and his dog hamlet
0: and you're probably thinking like i was thinking that doesn't sound anything like scooby-doo i don't know why they made an obvious parody they dressed the people similarly they Mm -hmm. tried to make it all the same but then they just made up names that were totally different.
1: No, they're not totally different.
0: They're so different. Okay,
1: what is, what's the preppy guy's name usually? I can't Fred. Remember. Fred. Okay, so Fred and Chad are both like rich white guy names. Yeah. Yeah. Gwen and Daphne are both kind of pretentious white girl names. Ugh. Velma and Nancy are both like kind of like weirdly old fashioned names.
0: I don't even know is a real name, but it, probably. it totally
1: is, and I'm sure it's like a. And it was old fashioned at the time that Scooby Doo came but about. Thelma
0: was sitting right there for the taking.
1: I know, but that would have gotten too close, so they didn't go for sound alikes. They <laughs> went for like feel alikes, and then there's Floyd, which
0: it's I just don't know, like Shaggy
1: <laughs> was not at all, except that Floyd looked identical to Shaggy. Yes. Like he looked like a cartoon character.
0: Yeah, he did.
1: The only one where I don't sense, like, I don't feel the feel-alike that they were going for was Hamlet and Scooby-Doo.
0: Yeah. I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if you're going to do this, why is your dog named Hamlet? He was cute.
1: He was. He was really cute. Yeah, I don't know. But I do, I feel like the names of the the four people, I liked what they did with those names.
0: And I feel like that despite those names... It took you 10 seconds of this movie to spot that it was Scooby-Doo when I was trying to keep it a secret.
1: Okay, it took me 10 (laughs) seconds because that's how long it took for Floyd to come on screen. And I was like, that dude looks exactly (laughs) like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And he has a dog. So I feel like I know what's going on. I also was already in the mindset of cartoons because Saturday Morning Mystery, Saturday Uh Morning Massacre. Like, I already sort of was like, hmm and then he came on screen and it totally gave it away.
0: And that was something I will say is a little bit clever is they were obviously going for that reference with the name. They're like, "Oh, Saturday morning cartoons." Haha. But then they actually made the plot of the movie be yeah. that they slept over in this scary place Friday night and it was Saturday morning when they all started getting massacred. Yeah. So that's yeah. clever.
1: So, I I liked that the main characters were Gwen and Nancy. Like They had been buddies from the beginning and they had kind of brought the guys in and they were really the ones who were like, it was their business model that they were running Mm -hmm. that wasn't really a very good business model at all because (laughs) they kept like unmasking the people who might have paid them to do things like Like, the people would be like, come see our haunted place to try to get others to stay away, and then they would unmask them, Scooby-Doo style. And of course, then, you know, they're not going to pay because they're dealing with evil corporations.
0: Well, I have news for you, Sully. Okay. There is, in fact, as I learned during this YouTube video I was talking about, a Scooby-Doo movie that literally only has Velma and Daphne in it in high school when they got together and forced... Decided to investigate mysteries together.
1: I had no idea. But I'll tell you, the reason I had no idea is because I'm not sure that I've ever actually (laughs) seen an entire episode of Scooby-Doo. Because even as a kid, I thought Scooby-Doo was the dumbest show. I watched some
0: Scooby-Doo. I'm not saying it was a regular experience, but I have definitely seen some.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I wasn't impressed. But what I was impressed by was how this movie took elements from the cartoon and like made it real, like the whole frantic running across the hallway and slamming doors, uh-huh. and you know the do 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 noise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. There's that, that. There's that sound. That that soundtrack that they play when it's people running around.
0: They're in, they're all in a hallway and they're running from one room to the yes. other back and forth. Sort of like
1: the like Fred Flintstone. Oh yeah, the running. Spinning yeah, yeah. They took that that I'm I know happened in every episode, right mm-hmm. like that was yeah. like the three quarter mark of every single <laughs> scooby-Doo episode they took that and they turned that into this like kind of frantic running after the ghost slash shadow slash is that a weird kid that we just saw? (laughs) Like, we didn't know what was going on at that point, but it was lots of running down hallways and in and out of doors and stuff.
0: Not to pull too far away from the Scooby-Doo of it all, but that's something else I enjoyed in this movie. They took my idea. Oh, yeah. To have throughout the movie, before you know what's going on and how whatever's happening, there were, in most shots, there was... Some spooky thing mm-hmm. happening in the background, not really spooky, like in but a like, mirror reflection. Yeah, somebody or walks out a window by or whatever, and it was just like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. There was there was just always somebody there, and I, that's fun for me.
1: I feel like that happened in the cartoon too. Like you maybe. would see things pop yeah, maybe up in they were the just distance or whatever. That. But yes, they did that. Let that like kind of poltergeist sort of watch all the all the parts of the screen uh-huh. thing. You definitely have to do that if you're watching this movie.
0: And that's fun. At one point, Gwen actually says, "Oh, we used to be got ga- the galloping, the galloping Ghost. ghosts." Yeah, I don't know that one, but we used to be that.
1: I actually was like, "Is there another cartoon that just has Daphne and Velma in it? That <laughs> or something? You know, is just Maybe. two girls?" Or it's and, like
0: Nancy Drew.
1: Yeah, and I couldn't find anything. There is a Scooby Doo episode that is like Scooby Doo versus the Galloping Ghosts. Oh. But I don't know, like that was a weird reference to make in yeah. that case. Then
0: excellent research, Solely. You're welcome. But she said, "But now we're more Scooby Doo," and I'm like, "You can't say that when you're so obviously Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo yeah. shouldn't be a, in a part of your
1: universe. That, yeah, that's weird. No, it, it 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 was an odd, like oddly on the nose kind of comment." Yeah. It was lampshading where lampshading was completely unnecessary.
0: Yeah, we could already see everything.
1: Yeah. Where I thought it missed the mark was at the beginning, she's talking about how like, the whole point of them is that they don't believe in ghosts, except for Chad. They don't believe in ghosts, but they do believe in the evil of humans. Mm-hmm. And like, like she says, what we're really after is people who have something to hide. Like her whole point is to unmask these evil corporations that are doing terrible things to people. And I was like, I am here for that. Uh And then, massive spoilers, the end of this movie, it wasn't an evil corporation in any way, shape, or form. It was like these two feral kids who had grown up since they were like, toddlers yeah. on their own and they addressed that like they talked about how sad it was and it's actually part of the end of the movie is i think she's trying to like save them because she feels bad that yeah. they yeah they're eating her friends but there's a reason for it and then she's not processing the fact that they don't care for her sympathy like they're not <laughs> at all interested sure They're feral, they're eating people. I can't tell if they forgot what they were doing halfway through, or if they were like, ooh, we're gonna do this other thing and make that beginning part be like a red herring. But to me, it completely took it out of the Scooby-Doo universe because Scooby-Doo was about the yeah, corporate always, thing. Uh, yeah. So I well, was disappointed that the bad guys ended up being somebody that you were supposed to feel sympathetic for instead of being able to be like, yeah, get him. <laughs> get that bank guy.
0: Well, that's the thing is I, I wonder if that was the twist on Scooby-Doo they were doing because the bank actually owned this house. And mm-hmm. there was a section in there where they talked about how they everybody's been trying to buy this building in order to make a, a mall
1: or whatever. Yeah, it was a mall originally. I don't know if it still was this yeah. you know, far in. Because so these kids are now in their, like, 50s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe not so, that old. I mean, it's but. like
0: very much a Scooby-Doo plot where you would think the bank is trying to scare people off to lower Mm -hmm. the value of the property or whatever. And the banker was there. There was a banker there Mm -hmm. that they thought was just gone, but it turned out he had been murdered and they found his body. Like it looked like Scooby-Doo, but then it twisted away to being something else. So maybe that was their intent.
1: I mean, I probably was. I was disappointed in that. It was a twist too many to me because the whole point was that it was a live action, horrific scooby-doo because scooby-doo was never scary and this was actually trying to be scary and i I don't know i feel like they they tried to be overly clever and then they lost me there at the end
0: it reminds me that there's the the live action winnie the pooh oh it does not look don't
1: remind me of that that's
0: a horror movie
1: is that (laughs) winnie the pooh doesn't wear pants (laughs) i don't need live action of that
0: well it's it's not like that it's serial killers
1: I don't need serial killers who don't wear pants. Like, I'm picturing... I
0: I don't know if he wears pants or not. I'm picturing a dude
1: who's kind of shaped like Winnie the Pooh, (laughs) just running around murdering people, only wearing a red shirt.
0: We might have to check it out and find out.
1: I don't know. The thing that I did like was how, at first, we thought the twist was going to be, or I thought the twist was going to be, that there were actually ghosts because they were all experiencing what seemed like true paranormal things.
0: Yeah, it was very trippy.
1: And, like, Chad, who believes in this stuff, he was, like, really getting into it because he truly thought, like, this was going to be the proof that he's been looking for his whole life. But it also kind of freaked him out and made him want to leave.
0: Yeah, very much.
1: Which, I mean, I feel like was understandable. But then, surprise, surprise, it turns out that <laughs> they were just drinking water out of a jug that Floyd slash Shaggy had used to hide his... Uh, acid tablets when they ran into a cop early in the movie
0: yeah which he didn't have to worry about it that cop was very friendly
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that cop was not interested in copping. uh
0: um, yeah so that I, I thought that was interesting because they made a big deal out of them drinking out of this thermos and i kept going well that's gonna be a thing and th- that was even i think an intentional mislead mm-hmm. where they filled the thermos out of a faucet at the, at house. the house and so oh, we're yeah. like Oh no, what's in this water? Possessed water. Yeah. For sure. But no, it was Shaggy's LSD.
1: Yeah. And they all had their own like special reaction and their own special LSD trip, which I also thought was interesting. Like Floyd just got wacky.
0: Yeah. This was a very special scene in which they definitely wanted to have Scooby Doo talk. So instead, (laughs) they had Floyd go in there and start voicing hamlet for him
1: in the scooby-doo voice yes he, he did yeah which
0: is really weird that he did that but yeah
1: again yeah. like a weird unnecessary crossover it was
0: so uncalled for and it was just a super weird thing where he is acting super crazy and like okay this guy's definitely possessed but now he was just high
1: which was funny because they all just assumed he was high yeah. because he's yeah. shaggy right But then Chad got like super paranoid and very aggressive. Mm -hmm. He was not a nice tripper. I don't know what you call somebody who's on an LSD trip. Uh, A tripper. Yeah, he was not. He didn't handle it well. Gwen, his girlfriend, just got super horny. Yeah. And Nancy got like kind of manic and like way in her head. Yeah,
0: all caught up in her life journey and yeah how it was falling apart.
1: Yeah. And like ended up I this I was amused by this scene where she ended up like in an empty fountain like she was just in an empty basin of this decorative fountain like pacing in circles that was entertaining she's just like, i'm just gonna sleep in here i'm just gonna sleep in this fountain i yeah. for some reason i thought that scene was funny <laughs> i don't know so anyway it turns out there is no paranormal anything going on they're Which all just on drugs to that is true so to so is that.
0: <laughs> i found it a little difficult to discern the difference between people hopped up on lsd and bad acting and hmm. bad writing like yeah it was somewhere between those three things just yeah a weird mix
1: yeah there all of those things were definitely coming into play and it made me feel a little trippy myself
0: yeah they were acting very strangely like like a lot of this movie felt kind of ad-libbed but not Especially thoroughly the pop
1: <laughs> when he's like cop. Going on his exposition journey where he's telling us all the background to the house. And I'm like, you're using very similar phrasing in repeated places. Like, it sort of seems like you're just reading off a note card. Yeah. The things you're supposed to say. He
0: knew, like, the things he was supposed to hit, but he was not in a hurry to get to them. No, no, he was not. There were parts where, like, like the way the dialogue is going, it feels slash sounds slash looks like a dubbed Japanese movie. They're just sort of saying weird things that they have to say that way to match the mouth movements.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there were some there were some times where they were walking through like the main room in the house. I'm like the sound is so terrible in this movie. And maybe they were like actually dubbing over themselves. It's
0: possible. So they're actually. like
1: that ad living didn't go well. We're gonna have you <laughs> say this scripted line that matches your mouth movements. I don't know. Like it it was it was goofy for like the first two-thirds of the movie, and then mm-hmm. it took a very dark turn right yeah. around the time that Hamlet showed up gnawing on a hand. Yeah. Which was funny because then Chad or whoever it was was like can you confirm that this dog is gnawing on a human hand? <laughs> yeah,
0: see, that's some LSD fun.
1: <laughs> and then at that point, like everything got very dark, very fast. Yeah,
0: and less entertaining.
1: Yeah, was I, like, I was just going to ask you, do you feel like it was scary or that you were like engaged in that last bit of the movie? No, I mean, it
0: was it was the typical movie that it looked like, you know, like the the interesting part about this movie was the Scooby-Doo joke and that stuff the murdering and cannibalism was very much this Mm direct-to-video college kids making a movie kind of Mm -hmm. you know low budget thing
1: and really going for shock value like this might be the first time i've mentioned this this season but like it was trying to go for something like house of a thousand corpses
0: (laughs) that's your first
1: right like it was it was trying to go for that like Oh my gosh, that's that's too terrible to even think of. Yeah, but, but it it, wasn't. it just wasn't. Like I can it think didn't of it get just there. Fine. It didn't get there. It was trying to get into the realm of like Saw and yeah. Human Centipede and like those things, <laughs> but it was it did not. No. They pulled their punches.
0: No, I mean it was just basic running around, stabbing kind of stuff and of course somebody's head came off with an axe. That's fun.
1: That is fun. And it was it was kind of fun to see like, ooh, who's going to get who's going to get it next.
0: Mm-hmm. Although
1: at the point where it turned and it started to be like that where people were getting mowed down and I was like, "Oh, here we are. Saturday morning massacre." Uh-huh. Very early on, I was like, "Oh, Nancy's going to be the final girl." Well,
0: yeah. She was definitely the main character.
1: Yeah. Although she wasn't because there was also this is the second movie this season that has made me make this reference, there was also a Blue Lagoon kid.
0: Yeah, there was. I I don't have this connection to Blue Lagoon that you have, but I get where you're going. Okay,
1: literally the only thing I know about the movie Blue Lagoon is that they're stranded on an island and this these siblings end up having a baby. Like, mm-hmm. that's the only thing I remember. I don't know that I've even seen the movie because, like... I don't think I was the right age when it came out, yeah, I think I was much too young. I don't know i I guess because the only thing I knew about it was that there was an incest baby in it. I was like, <laughs> I don't think I need to see this movie,
0: well, yeah, and that that's traditional hillbilly horror is, yeah, you know you gotta have that,
1: so anyway, like Nancy was the final girl, but then. <gasps> surprise and she gets taken out at the end and i was super glad because i was on i was in the process of writing a note about like well that was a like really inappropriate misdirect for them to pretend like there was a kid in the house because there so was right the (laughs) it was a kid who ate hamlet
0: yeah and yeah they chased him through the house yes
1: and then all we saw were these kids who had grown up into adults. And I'm like, that's kind of bogus. Yeah. And then, surprise, there is a kid. And I was like, yes. Nice. Nice. Nice.
0: What I thought was nice was the line, what kind of occult practices were they doing? (laughs) Sticks on the floor, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good line.
1: The cop wasn't really like, I don't know. He wasn't into the occult thing. He was definitely into the gossip thing.
0: Yeah, he liked to... Tell the stories.
1: Do you think it was necessary and or if it was necessary, was it done right? That The cop was all like, I used to go to school here. I was in the same class as Mona. And then later when Mona and Frankie are like murdering everybody, Mona is like having a moment with the Mm -hmm. cop and the cop is like, do I know you? What's your name? And I thought that was going to sort of play into something and then it really didn't.
0: Yeah, he's like, you look so familiar. Thirty years older and covered with filth and <laughs>
1: completely feral. <laughs> Except that it possibly did play in to Mona chasing Nancy down mm. and killing her because Nancy was taking her cop away and she wanted to keep the cop. She was even tr- like making Frankie leave the cop alone. I think she wanted she did to keep
0: him. Make Frankie leave him alone. Yeah, uh, I don't know. She wanted to have a pet cop. I mean, it's a, it's it's artistic. It's, it's, it's it the, real life. There's all kinds of different things. Some people have this relationship. Others have that. And things work out the way they work out. So you just got to accept it.
1: I feel like things didn't work out all that well for most of the people in this movie. No.
0: I, I mean, to be fair, I don't think they worked out well for anyone in this movie.
1: No. Although I do see how they left an opportunity to have a sequel because the kid... Who, like, who knows if it was ever even named because, mm.
0: yeah, they didn't seem to be able to talk,
1: which is weird because they were like Mona was in first grade when her parents died.
0: Yeah. I feel like she, she wouldn't have definitely turned into knew how to talk, monster. she would have just been dumb, uneducated,
1: uneducated, right? And even that, like they probably would have gone out of the house at some point and looked for another human being Yeah,
0: they could have rather than high.
1: living in the walls for 30 years. But there
0: was talk of their parents being weird and locking people in places. Yeah. They could have just locked them in the basement. Then they, I don't know why they would have survived that, but
1: whatever. I mean, yeah, there was some <laughs> suspension of reality happening in this movie. There was just a touch
0: in this Scooby-Doo movie.
1: Yeah. So I admire what was attempted with this movie. I do feel like there is something to be done with this like kind of goofy, never scary cartoon Mm -hmm. spookiness and turning that into actual horror. I would like to see this movie done by someone who really does movies well. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of potential there. This movie did not quite live up to the potential. it, It missed out on things. It took some wrong turns. However, as I was watching it, I was thinking... Oh, this is one of those movies where you can just really tell that everyone making the movie is having a really good time making this movie. This is a movie where everyone was just like, this is hilarious what we're doing. We are awesome. And this is so much fun. And I like that. Like, I I can appreciate that. I don't think it makes for a good movie. But I can appreciate that they were... Like really getting into what they were doing. And that's cool. I don't think it worked for me. So I'm going to give this two Ram's Head Gates to Hell out of five. And I'm going to cross all my fingers and toes that someday someone tries to do a Scooby-Doo horror movie the way it really needs to be done.
0: Yeah. I think that sounds good.
1: That really delves it like where it's, where it's attacking capitalism. Like, <laughs> oof. It, there's something yes. there. and it, it Elon Musk an- has
0: got a, a projector set up in the yes. Tesla factory to scare people off.
1: Yes! <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, this comes from a genre, or it's not even a genre. It's a, a filmmaking style that is terrible. Like, you know, this... <laughs> Just people who are just not really professionals, just kind of putting together direct-to-video, little camcorder movie, and it's all poorly done on every level. And for that, I think this is one of the better, if not best, mm-hmm. ones of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it actually has ideas, and it's, there's something to think about and watch while you're watching it, really.
1: It's a very high-level amateur film.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's a much shorter way of saying that. (laughs) Usually these movies are just, you know, randomly people getting tortured and murdered. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There's no plot. There's nothing. So for that, it's great. But that's a really bad kind of movie. That's usually not even fun to watch as a bad movie. So I'm going to go slightly higher and give it Two and a half rams skull gates to hell because I think it's kind of enjoyable. There's some entertainment value there. Yeah. It's a a weird one.
1: Yeah. It's not one that I would like recommend to just old anybody who says, what should I watch if I want to watch a horror movie? Like this would not be that. But I do think that people who like really enjoy horror movies might find this entertaining for what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You get a kick out of it.
1: Yeah. Fight the horror of a world gone mad. I was so excited for the political connections that were going to happen in this movie when I thought it was going to be about, like, defeating the capitalistic, greedy, corporate bad guys. And then all of that went away, and it was so disappointing to me. But... I feel like my like hot political tip for this week has to be you know like that connection of focusing on the real evil that's happening and not the like distractions the evil guys throw up here and there and like all over Fox News and like Twitter drama and all of those things that are so easy to get caught up in and then you you miss the fact that Greg Abbott put a police officer who was indicted for excessive violence against protesters on the commission that's like investigating police officers or something like that there's things where there's actual evil happening And we're distracted by things like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Sarah Palin Mm -hmm. saying anything. Like, Everything literally they anything they, they they ever say. Those people are in the Republican Party to serve as distractions from what's truly going on in the Republican Party. That's a really good point. Like, we're supposed to get all freaked out because Marjorie Taylor Greene is like, I'm a proud white supremacist, to distract from the fact that there are white supremacists running the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. see, there are so many opportunities for this movie. Forget corporate. The next Scooby-Doo movie should be <laughs> about a political guy.
0: They pull a clan hood off someone's head and they're like, oh, it's old man Wilkins.
1: They pull a mask (laughs) off his head and he has a clan hood on and they're like, oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, we have to focus on the real evil because if we let ourselves be distracted by the things that they're putting out there for us to be distracted by, they're winning and getting away with everything that they're trying to get away with because they don't care if we think they're evil as long as their evilness continues to line their pockets and give them power and all of the things that they want
0: you know what i just suddenly realized because the name that popped into my head was old man wilkins today's hot gaming tip okay is that my game kid mystic which is available for free on itch.io actually has a scooby-doo surprise at the ending so check it out and experience the surprise for yourself
1: delightful Mm -hmm.
0: and the name in it is old man wilkins (laughs) i think i don't it was like 20 years ago when i made that game
1: (laughs) all right that's that
0: all right we'll see you all next week with another exciting hit from the world of horror
1: bye everybody don't forget to call your elected representatives
0: bye
1: the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do noise. <laughs>